This is the 1715 Treasure Coast Financial Wellness Podcast, where we'll keep you up to speed with the latest market news and conditions every week. Now, here's your host, Thomas Davies. Welcome to another episode of the 1715 Treasure Coast Financial Wellness Podcast. My name is Thomas Davies. I am a wealth advisor here in Stewart, Florida. And welcome, everyone. I'm glad you found us here on YouTube or you're listening in on the podcast. We've got a great show for you today and uh, cannot wait to get it started. We've got a special guest today, Jonathan White, with Assisting Hands, uh, which is in-home health care uh, provider. And we're excited to have him talking all things about in-home health care and, and, you know, assisting when you need it. So that is going to be a little later on in the show. And a couple news items that have fallen this week. Uh, Home sales have fallen to a 10-year low. Imagine that. With mortgage rates hitting over 7%, uh, it's not a surprise. Um, You know, the Fed did come out and say that they were going to correct home prices. Uh, Well, we're starting to see that here in Florida. Um, maybe not so much. It seems like home sales are still pretty, uh, regular and, and the prices are holding up for the most part. Um, but from what I heard today that homes are staying a little longer on the market, uh, than they have in the past. And, uh, certainly who wants to jump from a, uh, two or 3% mortgage to a 7%, uh, plus mortgage. Uh, markets again have been volatile this week. Uh, we're seeing still a lot of volatility. It looks like, uh, as of today, unless something happens big tomorrow on Friday, uh, or today that, uh, we'll close more positive for the week. Uh, that's a great note. And, uh, a little tidbit, uh, a little news this morning I thought was kind of funny. If you, uh, went out to McDonald's and got one of those new adult Happy Meals and got a toy... Well, you better hold on to the toy because you could sell it for thousands of bucks on eBay. Uh, That's right. You heard it right. The uh, toys that they're giving out uh, for adult Happy Meals are going for big bucks on eBay. Uh, Just read that this morning. I thought that was kind of funny. Tesla came out with their earnings and missed on revenue, so the stock's taking a little bit of a hit. Uh, I am a big Tesla fan. Um, I think Elon Musk is uh, certainly uh, bright and, and for the future. Um, so is that stock of value? Maybe, uh, you know, it's certainly trading a little lower and, uh, we'll see where things end up. So the next question is, should you sell the recent rally? Uh, you know, what is your time horizon? Uh, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, your time horizon is, you know, in line with your portfolio. And if you have a short time horizon, uh, then you may want to sell this rally because you never know what tomorrow may bring. Um, I can give you a recent story. I had a client call me and they had a time horizon of about 30 to 45 days, which is almost tomorrow. And I said, well, listen, we don't want to wait 30 or 40 days to find out what the market's going to do. Um, you know, being up over 5% in the last week, week and a half, Uh, you know, you want to take advantage of it and, uh, you know, because we just don't know what tomorrow may bring and and that could be a 10% or, or, or more to the downside. Uh, and certainly, you know, what you have in the moment. Um, and so, you know, that time horizon really dictates how you should invest in your portfolios. 
Um, and that will also dictate how much risk you want to take inside that portfolio. Because if you have a short time horizon, um, maybe this uh, market has not gone the way that you foresee it uh, have gone has gone this week. Uh, I'm sorry, this year. Uh, you know, it may be time to take some advantages of some of the rally that uh, we've had in the market. Uh, you know, it's always a great time when markets are down to look inside your portfolio and take an in-depth look and see what's going on. Uh, certainly, there are going to be things inside a portfolio that may just not rebound the way uh, that you think that they may should. Uh, and, and that's why really you want to do some of the homework. Uh, you know, a lot of the opinions may have changed uh, on those particular companies. We are certainly now in a different atmosphere uh, than we were last year when it comes to doing business. There is a cost for doing business now. Interest rates have risen, so the cost to borrow money has gone up, and there are a lot of businesses that were built on doing business with free money. Uh, so, you know, hopefully their balance sheets and their margins can equate for now paying uh, you know, upwards of three, four, five, or as I just mentioned, mortgages over 7%. Uh, so it's always a great time to look. Uh, you know, with the bonus of interest rates going up, the two-year treasury over 4%, almost 5% on your money, uh, it doesn't get much safer than U.S. treasuries. Uh, and at almost 5%, uh, for those of you that are in the fixed income uh, lifestyles, uh, this may be an alternative to look at uh, to get really stable income on your portfolios. Uh, you know, and there are many other alternatives as interest rates have risen. Uh, the insurance companies and annuity companies have risen their rates. So you may want to take a look at some of those other alternatives in the fixed income market. I can tell you that my email inbox is filling up every day with uh, fixed income uh, wholesalers basically saying, hey, we've got this, we've got this. Well, why is that? Because interest rates have risen. They've been, you know, in the bottom of the barrel. And now these, these companies are able to, to have somewhat of an offering uh, for the fixed income market. So Interest rates going up is not a terrible thing, uh, you know, especially for those that are on a fixed income budget uh, and, you know, really are, are worried and, and want to maintain the principal inside their portfolios. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the things that uh, you, you might want to take a look at. Uh, one of the things I did want to talk about today is life insurance and long-term care. I know, it's boring. Uh, but... For those of you that are in your 30s and 40s, it is important. Uh, for you, those of you that have families, uh, maybe you do own a home, you want to protect it. And the way you do that, you protect your family, is with life insurance. I've always told people that uh, life insurance is not for you. It is for your family and loved ones. You're dead. <laughs> uh, it's not for you. You know, you buy life insurance for yourself to protect those that you love. Uh, it's a way to protect your house. You say, well, gee, how do you do that? Well, let's just say your home, your mortgage is at three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. Well, how much life insurance do you need? 
you want to take a three, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar policy to cover the cost of your home. That way, your loved ones will have a place to live. The only thing they're going to have to worry about is paying taxes every year and whatever utilities there are on that property. Um, and you know, to get a, a half a million dollar or less life insurance policy under the age of 40 is, is really inexpensive and it's really a cheap way to uh, protect your loved ones. So that's something you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you look into is getting some type of long-term, uh, I'm sorry, life insurance policy uh, to protect your loved ones. And, you know, that can be a term policy, that can be a whole life policy. And for those of you going, what's a term policy? What's a whole life policy? Well, the easy way to think about it is a term policy is like your auto insurance. If you don't use it, you just paid money out and you don't use it. You know, you never got hit by something like a truck or a car or something, uh, whatever it is. You know, long uh, the uh, life insurance, term insurance is just that. You pay for a term, whether it be 10 years, 20 years. It's going to cost less um, than a whole life policy. A whole life policy is, is more like a savings account where you put money in and it can grow in value. Uh, but the premiums generally are a little higher, so it's going to cost you more. Uh, some advisors will tell you to buy a term policy and take the extra savings uh, and put that into the market. That is certainly one strategy. Um, other advisors will tell you to put the money in a whole life policy and invest through whole life in an insurance policy. I am more of the advocate that to buy term policy and then take that money and invest it in the market. I think you can do a lot better in the uh, market than you can investing in, in through insurance. Uh, I always like to say that, remember, insurance companies are there to make money, not to make you money. Um, and there is a cost uh, with the word insurance. Insurance is not free. So those are a couple things, uh, you know, to think about is protecting your loved ones with life insurance. Once again, if you have a mortgage, uh, you want to protect your home, you know, you take out a policy, whatever your mortgage is. If it's $300,000, $500,000 mortgage, you take a $300,000, $500,000 life insurance policy. Uh, and that way you have protected your loved ones with a place to live. Um, so without further ado, uh, I'm going to bring on our guest here, Mr. Jonathan White. I thank him for being on the show, and we're going to learn a little bit about in-home care um, and why it is important to get a long-term care policy um, inside either life insurance or an annuity because the costs keep going up. And long-term care is one of those things where if you need it, it is going to cost you. But if you don't need it and you can plan for tomorrow, uh, it's a lot less expensive to buy it today when you don't need it. Whereas in your 60s or 70s when you need to buy a policy. And for those of you that are in your 30s and 40s, it may not be there in your 60s and 70s uh, because the costs keep going up, up, and up. So without further ado, I'd like to bring our guest, Jonathan White. Well, welcome, uh, Jonathan White. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast today. Jonathan is with Assisting Hands in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and we're going to talk about in-home health care today. Um, and Jonathan, thanks for being on the show and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, welcome. Thanks, Thomas. Really great to be here and looking forward to the conversation. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it's such a large topic, uh, you know, in-home health care and, and, and this, you know, getting assistance when you get older. And, you know, we're we're still fairly young here and it's, it's not something that, you know, you think about until you're there. It's kind of like insurance. You don't necessarily uh, want it until you need it. And uh, that's not always the best time to think about it. It's really the best time to think about it is as you're starting to uh, look into retirement, um, you know, as you get into retirement and it's always, uh, you know, a little less expensive to buy insurance now uh, when you don't need it uh, more as when you do need it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you're spot on, right. Uh, you know, the in-home care is not a topic anybody really ever thinks about until it, it touches their lives, either with a loved one or for themselves. And, um, the planning for the cost is much better to do it. And, you know, I'll take our younger age. <laughs> I'll take that as a positive there, um, you know, for, for the timing of it versus uh, uh, when you're actually needing the care, very much like insurance. Yeah. And, you know, as, as yourself, uh, haven't talked with you on many occasions and, and my listeners, I, you know, I advocate uh, planning for the future, you know, and how important it is and, getting your planning uh, right. And, uh, you know, it's just so important to get things, you know, pre-planned, so to speak, uh, you know, and it's, it's sometimes, you know, it's really the most cost-effective way um, and you sacrifice a little bit now, but uh, man, the, the gains you make later are, are, are just massive. Um, you know, so, you know, what's, what's new in home health care, uh, you know, and, um, you know, maybe we can, what's going on in the world, you know, it, it seems to be ever changing, you know, insurance is changing every day. And, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit with some of the Medicare coverages and, uh, you know, but what's, what's kind of the hot button issue right now in, in the world of, uh, you know, in the world of home, home care. Sure. So um, we have a, a couple of major things that are occurring in, in, uh, in the field. So uh, one, we have an aging uh, boomer population, right? That's starting to get to the point where they're needing more of this care. Um, and so that's creating a, a lot more demand in the market. Um, and then obviously uh, meeting that demand with available people to take care of, of, of those folks as they age um, is, is a bit of a challenge in the industry, right? So, so that's a, a a focus across the industry right now. Um, another one is, is when we look at the insurance side of it, uh, you know, the long-term care insurance, which is obviously uh, the best form of pre-planning you can do for that, uh, uh, for the costs that come from it. Uh, the, the plans and, and the, the options available um, are just continuing to become more expensive and, and the benefits are continuing to decrease. So, you know, the longer you wait, the, the more you're going to pay based on, on the age of yourself, but also uh, the, the less options and benefits you're likely to be able to receive from it. Um, and then one other factor is, is the combined life long-term care insurance policies. Um, that's becoming a much more popular thing, right? Because then you're betting on uh, uh, not only, hey, if I don't need the long-term care, at least I'm not just paying for a policy I never use, right? Because it is also a life insurance policy and it'll, it'll benefit somebody as well. So I think those three are probably the, the biggest topics as we focus on things around the industry. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I know, you know, when I started in 1996, there was probably, uh, you know, about 20 uh, carriers that would write long-term care. And I think we're down to about four. 
uh, it, it, the, the, the coverages have shrunk and just keep continually to shrink, um, as healthcare, you know, costs rise. And, uh, you know, a, an interesting statistic that 43% of the population now, uh, which is almost half, uh, is the millennial generation. Um, so, you know, that baby boomer generation is, is ever so, uh, shrinking, uh, and that, ba- you know, such a large generation, of course, is now getting into that retirement age, you know, of their 60s and, and 70s. Um, and, you know, un- unfortunately, everybody's not built the same way. And, and you know, nobody's, everybody's as healthy as one another. Uh, so that's certainly, uh, you know, those costs continue to, uh, to rise. Uh, you know, one of the questions I get a lot, uh, you know, and as we start to plan is, you know how much you know what what's the cost of these things and 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 I know there's a a bunch of different options that a person has whether it be you know uh, inside an assisted living facility inside their home um and you know we can just kind of go over some of the general cost uh for care and you know we'll we'll look at someone let's say that's uh just in retirement um uh, maybe they had a health issue and they need that in-home care uh, for a certain amount of time. Um, and then we can kind of go through the stages of life, right? You know, so you've got that person that just retired. Uh, unfortunately, the body starts to fail as we get older. Um, and then as we get into our 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, you know, obviously that care is going to kind of, you know, be different. And, and maybe we can talk about the different stages and the different costs in those different stages of life. Sure. Yeah. So, so really within home care, there's, there's two major kinds, right? So there's medical uh, uh, in home care and then there's non-medical in home care. Um, and the medical is going to be driven predominantly uh, uh, you know, around that's wound care, physical therapy, things like that. And that's going to be driven from a specific event or injury, right? Um, the thing we're going to focus on for the cost is the non-medical. And that's the stuff you were just talking about, right? As we start to age and, and, and more problems crop up, and this is the things where we need ongoing help with our lives, right? So um, for non-medical, when you're looking at the cost, it's predominantly driven by the number of hours uh, per visit, right? So, so if you have somebody come once a day or twice a day, once a day would be one visit, twice a day would be two visits, right? So it's not, it's not per day, it's not per week, it's really per each time somebody comes out. And those folks are coming out and they're, they're doing things like, you know, helping out with, you know, uh, bathing, uh, transferring if you need it, uh, uh, meal preparation, light housekeeping, things like linens, laundry, cleaning up kitchens, bathrooms, um, all those sort of things that just sort of enable you to continue living your life, whether that's at home or in a facility, right? So as you mentioned, um, you can get extra care if you're in an independent living facility or an assisted li- living facility. Um, and those facilities aren't providing 24-hour care, right? So if you need additional help, especially if you want to stay in an independent living facility, you need to be independent and therefore you may need to have an aid providing that help, right? Um, but it's going to be, again, driven by the number of hours and, and, and time they're spending with you, right? So um, the prices really are ranging from around like 35, 40 bucks an hour from really short, short visits, you know, the two hours, one hour visits uh, uh, down to about $20, $21 uh, uh, for a 12 per hour for a 12-hour shift, right? Um, and that's obviously in the, the Broward County uh, area. It's going to vary wildly uh, based on, on where you are, right? 
Um, so South Florida is fairly consistent on pricing. Uh, you get up into Orlando, Jacksonville, that's going to be very different. And, and when, you, when you get up into the Northeast and, and uh, Midwest, California, all of those places are going to be very, very different pricing. Uh, uh, or Southwest even as well, um, in Florida. So, you know, but if you're doing that math and you're thinking, hey, I need significant care, right? So, so uh, you're looking at, you know, uh, um, if you actually just start with the shorter, right? If you're doing $70 a day for, you know, two hour visits, um, seven days a week, right? That, that's still uh, gonna be a decent amount of money per week. But once you start getting up into the, the 24 hour care, you know, as things progress where you really need a lot more assistance and you need somebody helping you out with all the activities, I mean, you're talking significant amount of money per week. Um, and, and as you mentioned, when you start getting into the funding for these components of it, if you haven't done the pre-planning, right, you're looking at, at a few government programs that can help or you're doing it out of pocket. So the long-term care insurance, as we talked about, that's going to be your best bet, but, but you need to think about what are those benefits going to look like when you need it, right? And, and that's going to really be from, uh, unless you have a chronic illness like ALS or MS, you're lo probably looking in your late 70s, early 80s is when a lot of folks start uh, all the way through, you know, we have a few clients that are, are north of 100. Um, so bringing that out. Yeah. And so, you know, most of our podcast listeners are probably going to be in that 30 to 40 year old range. Maybe, you know, we got some older people there in the fifties and sixties. Sure. So, you know, all the listeners there and, and YouTube watchers, uh, you know, that are in your thirties and forties, uh, you're going to, you know, listen up because, uh, you know, it's going to save you a lot of money in the, in, in the future. And, uh, that that's great information. I, I know, uh, you know, cost is, is always an issue, uh, you know, and, and that's probably no matter whom I speak with, uh, the number one question is, do I have enough money to retire? Uh, and you know, it's, it's all comes down to lifestyle, right. And, and health, um, you know, and health is really the bigger, bigger driver than lifestyle. And, and I try to drive that home with my clients is that, uh, you know, you can have that ideal lifestyle, but if, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Um, uh, and you, you know, I mean, I always, uh, kind of look at Steve jobs, right. Had all the money in the world. And uh, unfortunately he got sick and passed away, um, you know, and all the money in the world couldn't save him. So, uh, you know, it, it's a big driver for sure. And, and cost, and, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, about long-term care, uh, insurance policies, uh, you know, what, what are some of the payment options, uh, you know, for in-home healthcare? I know Medicare obviously is one of them, um, you know, insurance being the other long-term care, you know, maybe inside a life insurance policy. I know some annuities will have those, uh, riders inside them also where they can use some of the money, uh, you know, towards those, uh, you know, in care costs, um, you know, so what, what are some of the payment options? Are there any other ones that maybe we didn't cover? Or? Sure. So, so um, as you mentioned, right, long-term care insurance, that's what it's designed for. There's some that are hybrid life long-term care policies. Um, uh, straight out-of-pocket private pay is obviously the, the fallback option. Um, and then there's this sort of three main government entities that, that really help. And there are some other charity programs and, and some small one-offs, depending on your community, that can help as well. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Medicare and Medicare is really, really designed for uh, um, the medical services and, and the, the acute 
challenges, right? So um, Medicare will occasionally cover some non-medical in-home care. Um, and that's going to be, you know, if, you, if you've had a hip replacement or, or, or something significant like that, um, some Medicare will sometimes approve um, uh, a week or two, right? But it's going to be very limited and it's not going to be able to support your long-term ongoing lifestyle, right? Um, it's going to be around a specific event uh, for it and it will be limited. And then, you know, Medicare, even for medical uh, services will, you know, have a 30 to 90 day sort of window and then you've got to either get reapproved or, or find another option for it, right? Um, it's just the way Medicare is designed for the, those components of it. Uh, Medicaid, Medicaid will absolutely cover. Um, now there are challenges around waiting lists to get approved for the long-term care in Florida um, and Broward, right? And Medicaid's by county sort of areas. Um, the other component with Medicaid is, right, you've got to qualify. Uh, with uh, both the, the assets and the income thresholds for Medicaid. Now, there are some solutions around trusts and, and components like that that can help you get ready and, and qualify for that. Um, but there is a look back period on it, right? So that's something you should be planning ahead of when you need it. Yeah, um, that's, that's going to be next week's show. We're going to have an estate planning attorney and we're okay. we're going to talk about Medicaid and uh you know, and some of the things that people can do that maybe have some assets and want to protect those assets, um, but still qualify for that care. So I'm glad you brought that up. And we're, I'm certainly going to talk about that in the future. Perfect. Yeah. And, and that is core. And, and as you mentioned, the age of a lot of the folks listening to this, they should be thinking about that now. Um, the other the other major entity is the VA, right? So, so Veteran Affairs has a couple of programs, right? There's one for disabled veterans. Um, that's obviously going to uh, uh, support uh, those components. And there's, um, you have to go through the VA hospital and get approved. And there's a, uh, either the Miami or the um, Palm Beach um, centers will do that approval and, and component of it. Um, and there's significant benefits there. And, and they pay well. So you can, you know, you're going to get aids that are, are more loyal and, and likely to stay, right? And that's a big component of it. Um, and then there's one more program from the VA for aid and attendance. Um, and that's for uh, um, all veterans and, and their spouses. Um, and there's a certain uh, amount of money uh, per month that they'll provide. And there are thresholds to meet the qualification for that. Um, financial thresholds similar to the Medicaid program and similar to the Medicaid program, having the, the uh, protection program that the state planner can talk about set up for, for the VA aid and attendance program uh, will be there as well, right? And they, they provide, uh, it's, if, if it's a veteran for themselves, if it's a veteran for their spouse, or if it's two veterans for themselves both together, uh, there's, there's different thresholds of, of the dollars of what they provide for that. Um, so th those are the, the main programs outside of long-term care insurance uh, and private pay. Um, and and you, one thing I will mention, right? We've had some clients who, who are very wealthy and have a, a fortune, but right, if your health isn't um, there, how much money you have doesn't change anything, right? Your, your lifestyle is going to be limited and more dictated by that than anything else, unfortunately. Yes. So you brought up a couple of great points, and I, I kind of like to expand a little bit. Uh, you know, certainly we, we want to make sure our veterans are taken care of and uh, – you know, I, I think there's a lot of veteran spouses out there don't that don't realize their spousal benefits uh, for the, you know, if they were married to a veteran. Um, and so, you know, it's really kind of a subject for another day. But, uh, 
you know, that's certainly, uh, you know, something that we want to make sure is that our veterans and veteran spouses are covered and, and, and those benefits uh, are certainly taken care of. And one thing you know, I would add, you mentioned about the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, the VA aid and attendance program, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned, there are a couple of requirements around the service as well. So the veteran has to have served at least one day during a, an active wartime. So, you know, Iraq, Vietnam, Korea, uh, there's a few of those and, and some stipulations around it, but absolutely agree with you. Uh, too many folks don't realize that there are benefits that they're eligible for as the spouse or as the, the veteran themselves. Yeah, it's 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 actually one of my most downloaded uh, blog posts is about veteran benefits. Uh, it's it's very popular. Uh, you know, people are always searching for int- information. Um, one of the things you brought up is you know that quality of care and service, um, and you know being in South Florida and, and and having dealt with you know retirees and and hearing all different types of retirement plans for people. Um, you know, one of them certainly is, well, when I, when I get old, I'm, I'm just going to hire somebody and have them live in my home, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, have, have Maria come in or whomever it may be and, uh, you know, live in the spare bedroom. Um, and, you know, it's it certainly, it, it can be an option, but, uh, you know, it's hard to find and, uh, you know, hard to find trust. And, you know, you know, we talk about certifications and, you know, and maybe, you know, you can tell me a little bit, you know, about that process because, you know, just hiring somebody that was maybe uh, that cleaned the house, maybe is not the best option to take care of you when you're, you know, not, not healthy or recovering. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's a great point. Um, and, and there is a, a benefit to have hiring a, a company um, to help out with it. There's a couple of benefits, right? So there's, there's two kinds of companies that, that help out with this, right? The one is, um, a registry and the other is an agency. And the difference between them, uh, an agency, the caregivers are employees, right? So for me, the, the uh, we're an agency. Um, and the reason for that, the big benefit there is going to be around risk, right? Uh, and it's the same with hiring a private caregiver in your home. If you hire a private caregiver, you're taking on all the risk. So if something happens to that caregiver in your house, you're not going to have any insurance coverage besides your own homeowners, and your own assets for anything that happens to them. Uh, And that's going to be true for a private caregiver or for a registry, right? So an agency covers those components of it. Um, If if they do something wrong and damage stuff in your house, uh, uh, for a private, there's no coverage. For a registry, they are required to at least cover liability insurance. The the, the aid themselves covers it. The registry doesn't. For an agency, obviously, we cover the, the liability insurance for anything those components right so that's one big aspect that people need to think about now you're probably going to pay a little less for private aid slightly more for a registry and obviously uh, slightly more for for an agency uh, um, uh, because of that risk right you're you're transferring who has the risk Um, the other component of it uh, registries and agencies are required to do background checks level two full background check on our aids and, and we cannot employ aids that have a history of uh, uh, financial fraud, uh, any any crimes against the elderly, any of those components that show up cannot be employed. Um, and then I know for ourselves, uh, if if our aides are going to be driving uh, uh, the clients around, the, the patients around, we're doing driving license checks on it. You know, we're, we're doing a lot of those components. And then 
um, as an agency, we're able to do more training and components because we're not running afoul of the 1099 <laughs> Uh, 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 employment contract components. Um, so, so it's really a focus on like how much risk are you willing to take off versus versus cost offset, right? Um, and it's just something to think about for it. Now, the pricing change isn't significant. You're talking a, a dollar an hour, maybe three dollars an hour uh, at most, right? And, and you got to think about the, the risk you're willing to take on there. And then the other component is if if you hire private and they don't show up. Who do you call, right? Yeah. Like, what, what's your, what's your your outcome? For, uh, yeah, who's your supervisor? Outcome? Yeah, you know that it's and and where do you go to find a, a replacement, right? You know, uh, having that as a solution and that's a pretty critical thing because you know uh, um, everybody's a person. That caregiver is a person. They have their own life. They might have family stuff going on, um, or if they need a vacation, how do you backfill for them, right? So. A lot of those components are things folks need to think about when you're looking at private uh, uh, versus versus a company like a registry or an agency. Um, and a couple a couple things I, I know you've brought up in the past, and, and uh, you know you brought up a good point. I, you know I think when people talk about AIDS uh, or in home care, you know driving is maybe not one of them. Maybe driving to the grocery store, driving to pick up the prescriptions. Uh, you know, not just making the bed and, and doing things like that for, for in-home care, uh, you know, so I know that that whole driving aspect, and, and I know you brought up one interesting issue about the medicine um, and putting the medicine in the pill boxes. Uh, I, I found that fascinating um, at some of the laws that are regarding around that. And, and I thought that might be interesting to, uh, you know, our listeners and, and followers here. Um, tell tell me about that. What you know, they they can take the medicine out, but they can't put it in the in the pill boxes or uh, something like you know. You can go, you can pick up their prescriptions, um, but you can't uh, you can't separate it for them. To what 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 exactly is that all about? Sure. So so um, the ACA is the regulatory body in Florida for for uh, home care and really medical services. Um, uh, the Agency for um, Healthcare Administration, right? Uh, and uh, ACA has specific regulations around the, the medical and the non-medical in-home care, right? And then who's allowed to do what activities for it. And now the medication one you bring up is uh, fascinating because that's actually an emerging changing uh, component of it. So there's going to be uh, uh, more permissions for the, the non-medical, uh, the certified nursing assistant home health aid certification level uh, uh, to, to help out with that medication. But um, the, the exactly what that's going to look like and what the training required by ACA is still in flux and, 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 and in design. Um, so so stay, stay close to this as it continues to evolve. But currently right now, uh, CNAs and HHAs, uh, they can help with the medication by taking it out of the pill bottle and providing it to the client and then helping the client with, with taking that medication. They cannot take it out of a pull bottle and put it into a weekly planner. Um, so, so they, they they can direct from the pull bottle, read the directions, take the medication out, and provide it to the client, and then help the client with taking it. But they cannot take it from the pull bottle and then put it into into a weekly planner for the client to help themselves. Um, you have to be an LPN or an RN for that at this time. There's other things like uh, uh, cutting fingernails and toenails. You have to be an LPN or an RN to cut the fingernails or toenails at this time. 
um, for it. So, but, so but an just, aide could take him to uh, to a nail salon and and they can get it done for him. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I mean, Thomas, you could cut your family's fingernails. No requirement there. It's just for the 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 aides that the, there's restrictions around it, right? So um, now, if you hire a private caregiver because they're 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 not really being treated as an aide, um, they can. Uh, uh, do those sort of components of it. Um, the, you know, it, it's just one of those things with, with the, the companies comes more regulation uh, and, and that's a good thing in a lot of ways, but, you know, because of the required background checks and those components make sure that everybody in Florida is doing those things, which is good. And, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and Jonathan, what's, you know, if someone wanted to reach out to you, uh, what's what's a good phone number for you? Uh, and I'll have you repeat it a couple of times. <laughs> Not a problem. So so our main office line is going to be the best way. And it's because it's one we always have monitored with uh, with me and my, my team here, um, which, which obviously means if you call us at 3 a.m., we're probably not awake. Um, but, you know, we will we will respond as soon as we can for it. But uh, it's 754 900 5102. Um, and I'll repeat it as you said, 754-900-5102. Um, and you can just, just ask for me, Jonathan, and say, hey, I got some questions. I, I, you were bringing up some stuff I'd love to, to follow up on. And, and I'm always happy to, to help anybody, even if, if we're not taking care of you. Um, this is a confusing journey to go on when you, you haven't been around it. And, and having somebody that's willing to, to, to you know, just give you the answers and tell you to tell you what you need to know is really helpful. And Absolutely. And what, and what's your website, Jonathan? So if, you know, we want to, and, and I'm going to have all this in the description and the bottom here, uh, you know, on our YouTube channel, uh, we'll have all Jonathan's information, uh, you know, so you guys can, uh, look them up and, 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 you know, don't call them at three o'clock in the morning unless you need to, and he'll call you first thing about 7am. So, but, uh, you know, just for our listeners, uh, you know, maybe that are listening to the podcast, what's the website uh, that someone can look sure. you up there? Yeah. I would also just add uh, my email address. If anybody wants to do that, I, I know a lot of us are more in the digital communication um, and, and that phone number you can text, but um, my email is White at assistinghands.com. Uh, and then the website is www.assistinghands.com forward slash Fort Lauderdale. Perfect. Well, Jonathan, I always like to uh, close out with, is there anything that you can think of that maybe we didn't cover that, you know, that one surprise that someone may get, uh, you know, because a lot of times, you know, unfortunately more so than not, uh, people are looking to you when they need you, not necessarily planning to the future. And we're we're here about planning to the future um, and, and making sure that we have the right plans in place. Uh, so when the time does come that, you know, that out-of-pocket expense is minimized, whether it be through that, you know, long-term care insurance, uh, you know, or some other type of insurances uh, that we can get now at a lower cost for our, all our listeners in our 30s and 40s out there uh now's the time to plan but what what's the one surprise that probably you see or, or, or the oh my moment uh in your industry that you get and then we'll kind of close it out with that sure so I, I think the biggest one would be um the impact of a fall 
right? So, so a lot of folks, as they start getting a little uh, less stable or their parents are getting a little stable, um, you know, they, they, they said, oh, it's a risk, but it's okay, we'll wait. Um, a fall as we age can be significant. Uh, uh, the impact can go from, hey, you know, uh, we're having a wonderful conversation about everything to um, uh, my loved one needs 24-hour care, right? Uh, it can be that drastic from it. So uh, one of the big things I'll say is, is folks don't realize is that the impact that for, can have. So preventing the fall is really what you want to focus on, right? So if you look at something and you say, okay, uh, um, I'm starting to see some risk signs for myself or a loved one. Uh, the prevention is so much better. Have that aid come out and help out before anything like that happens is, is so critical. Um, and, and I know you asked for one, but there's one more I want to bring up. Sure. And it's going to be uh, the resistance your loved one's going to have to admitting they need help, uh, to being able to accept it, right? It becomes very hard for folks to admit this is one more area that they're, they're, they need help and they're having to give up some independence um, and being able to approach that conversation with a, this isn't giving up independence. We're, we're bringing somebody that, you know, gets to, to uh, uh, be a, a, a support and friend and somebody that you can rely on and that you're going to be able to, to help you, right? Not, not somebody there to look after you, but somebody that you get to, to tell them what you need and, and, and drive the things uh, and the care uh, and approaching it from that angle becomes super critical. So I know you asked for one, but I'm going to give you two on that for it. So I hope that's all right. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, you know, usually the toughest conversations are, are the best conversations to have, uh, you know, and, and it usually starts with pulling the car, uh, not letting them drive. And, uh, and it just goes further on from there. So, Jonathan, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day today. Um, Jonathan White with Assisting Hands in Fort Lauderdale. Um, you know, I sincerely appreciate it. And certainly uh, for those of you that, you know, are thinking about any type of in-home care um, or, or any type of care, reach out to him, send him an email, give him a call, uh, and he's going to be there for you to answer your questions. You know, we did talk a little bit about funding, uh, you know, some of the costs, um, but he is going to be your main source uh, to reach out to and, and find out everything. Jonathan, thanks again for being on the show. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll certainly have you back if, if you'll have us back. No, I appreciate it. Really enjoyed it, Thomas. And, and happy to do it whenever you need. Perfect. Thanks again. And I appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. Wow. What great information that was from Jonathan. And thanks again for being on the show. Uh, invaluable information as always. And uh, please feel free to reach out to him. Once again, his information is going to be in the description and give him a call and reach out for anything uh, regards to in-home care. Uh, you know, he's going to answer your questions on costs, maybe what coverages you have. Uh, we did have Roseanne Birch on our show last week talking all things Medicare. So if you're on Medicare and you have some questions, remember you can reach out to Roseanne. And uh, once again, just great information. And, and thanks again, Jonathan, for being on the show. 
And that's going to do it for this week on the 1715 Treasure Coast Financial Wellness Podcast. We thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Once again, my name is Thomas Davies. I'm the Wealth Advisor here in Stewart, Florida, and we are out. See ya. Thank you for listening to the 1715 Treasure Coast Financial Wellness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend who might like it. And please rate, comment, and subscribe. If you'd like to contact us, find more information, or if you'd like to keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn, check out our website at www.tdwealth.net. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week.